0: all right welcome back to another episode of the fantasy football consistency show it is thanksgiving week we have so much to be thankful for except the fact that i have covid but we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> uh i am thankful for that um but on the other side of the glass just like last week we are thankful for that he's here is david katari david good to have you bud uh how are you doing much better than me i know that
1: I'm doing a little bit better than you, Bob. I'm not doing. I'm not doing so well myself. It's not COVID-related, I will yeah. say that. But man, my Ravens, we can't seem to get a W right now. There is good news though. It looks like J.K. Dobbins might might be free. Dobby might be free. So I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. Unfortunately, of course, 2020 can't have anything nice. So we're not going to get to find out this week. because yeah. – like you, he caught the COVID as well So, yeah, Or yeah. at least he, he ended up on the COVID list He won't be playing against Pittsburgh
0: I was nowhere near there So, back to my original statement So, last week uh, If you remember um, We did our show on Thursday I had driven to Chicago and back For a short business trip Had to go there Went there, spent like not even four or five hours At this work uh, we're looking at I drove back nothing, nothing special. I didn't go to any restaurants. You know, I could drive through everything, just drove, drove back, stayed at a hotel. That was it. But if you remember Thursday night, my throat was getting pretty rough and I made sure I didn't talk as much. And, uh, Saturday I was sick as a dog, had the flu, nothing different, nothing, you know, same typical flu life symptoms, a little fever, you know, some chills, some aches, some pains, some, you know, whatever. Um, fought through it by Sunday evening. I was getting back to normal worked yesterday, worked today. And, but I needed, I figured I needed a test just because, you know, well, family might be coming to town this weekend. My mom, you know, that kind of stuff. So I went and got tested today, rapid test, and it was positive. So there we go. So now I get locked in the house, locked down for the next, uh, well, it's 10 days from the point of the symptoms. So that was last Friday. So, so I've got another week and a half to uh, stay at home. So lots of fantasy football that we'll be excited about. I can continue to uh, do all kinds of fun stuff like that. But enough of my problems. Let's get to the problems of <laughs> football, which we have out there. Unless you own at the quarterback position. Uh, well, listen, before we get to that, David, as always, let's start off with your article of the week. Uh, your waiver wire ads based on consistency. you got, once you talk about that being up? and uh, maybe throw out a uh, nugget that comes out of that article and where they can find it.
1: Yeah, it's it's getting tougher and tougher writing a waiver I'll wire bet. article with each passing <laughs> week. I mean, it's really, really drying up out there. So I think the theme really, it, it's becoming to clear out the bench and to focus on upside, you know, and to not look so much for consistent performers because there's no more, there's none of them left out there. It's Correct. to be looking for guys have the, that potential to become consistent performers and who you know you would be able to insert into the lineup with confidence if the circumstances were to allow it and they were to step into a starting position guys like Jalen Hurts who you don't need to, me to tell you about the upside of rushing quarterbacks we saw it with right, some hill sure. this past week through for 223 yards I believe zero passing touchdowns he finished as the, the QB three of the week, I believe, or going into last night's game. He was QB three. Right. So Jalen Hurts, we know he can run the ball. We saw it in college. He rushed for over 1,200 yards and 20 touchdowns just as a senior at Oklahoma. He, he ran a 4 5 at the Combine. So he's willing. He's able. He's equipped with all the athleticism in the world for a quarterback. And Carson Wentz is just playing bad football. He's yeah. just not playing good football right now. He's turning the ball over. He has more games with two interceptions thrown this year than games without. He's thrown two interceptions in six out of ten games this year. Two games with one interception and two games with none. But yeah. 60% of the games, he's he's thrown multiple interceptions. They're three and six and one. If they don't get it done against Seattle this week, I, I mean, mid-game. If they're not getting it done, I yeah, don't see how I, you don't insert Jalen Hurts into the game and, and you continue to to allow Carson Wentz to, to turn the ball over and this team to lose.
0: Yeah, it, like you said, it's it. I watched that game. He uh, played the Browns this week, so obviously I was paying attention to that when I was watching here at home. And you know, I saw that screen pass he threw to Miles Sanders. I mean, it's just like, gosh, I I could have ran to Cleveland and caught that ball and took it into the end zone from uh, an hour away where I live. Uh it was it was such a give me for <laughs> Tacky Tacky to take that to the house. But yeah, it's just he's just not looking good out there. I totally agree. And and the numbers reflected. I mean, we look at him this year, he's sixteenth in total points, which is, you know, terrible. He's only forty percent consistent. Just not good. But then again, Lamar Jackson's also forty percent consistent. You're a Ravens fan. Talk to me, bud. I got him in some of my leagues Especially ones that I'm getting I'm like barely a game and a half out of the playoffs It's not pretty I didn't even think I had a shot But I just need him to do things And it's a touchdown only league So I need him to score touchdowns And mostly rushing, preferably um, what's, what's not working in Baltimore? Is it the line? Is it the lack of running game? Uh, is it COVID? Is it the fact that they left Cleveland Many, many years ago? What is it all about? <laughs>
1: Man, it's it. There's a lot of things going on. If if you could point to one issue in Baltimore and say it's this, it would have been solved by now. Right. It would have been figured out. There's a lot going on here. It starts with the lack of talent at wide receiver for one. Marquise but they didn't Brown didn't have it is. last year. They they didn't have it last year, but they were schemed a little bit better last year, and the play calling was better, and we had consistent playmakers in the running game that we could rely on. Mark Ingram was a feature of the offense. So we featured Mark Ingram as a runner. He didn't have a super high amount of carries, but he had more than any single running back's been getting this year. This year we have not given any runner a chance to get into a rhythm at any point. Anytime any of these guys have started to heat up, we throw another back into the mix. And finally, I mean, we've been pounding the table. The fans have been screaming from the sidelines all year for J.K. Dobbins to be featured, it was clear right. every time this right. guy touches the ball, he he well, that makes was, a play Yeah, out. and that was
0: the amazing thing. Week one, this kid scores two touchdowns. Looks like he's a you know second coming of you know what Adrian Peterson. And I'm thinking, okay, well Ingram's done, and it's like they couldn't like they just couldn't bench him. You know whether it's the veteran leadership or whatever. Like is it, so maybe like you said, maybe that's it. Is they. Last year they they had to go with Ingram because Ingram was the man and he looked good and when you get those consistent carries and you're and you're part of the flow and then it comes to you naturally. But when you start, okay, yeah, you were good that series, but we got to get Dobbins sometime, we got to get Gus Edwards sometime, we got to get this guy sometime. Uh, you know, uh, maybe is that what's me- screwing things up? Is they're trying to make everybody happy like it's a freaking little league team? I mean, <laughs> that's that's what I just don't understand. It's like. There isn't much different from last year. The the pieces parts were pretty much the same, other than adding Dobbins. Did they did they screw around with the the, the, the chemistry and the flow too much?
1: I uh, you know what I believe as a Ravens fan is that it has a lot to do with this coaching staff in the fact that John Harbaugh has won a Super Bowl already. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to prove anything. To, to anyone. <laughs> and he it almost kind of it was Baltimore and Kansas City. They both looked at this year coming out of the gate slow, like they were taking it easy. Like they almost don't oh. take the regular season seriously. Like they thought they were just gonna a wall they already suit. have a playoff yeah. playoff spot locked up. Why right. would we need to feature JK Dobbins? Why would we need to run the tires off this young kid when right. we have a veteran like Mark Ingram? And the problem is we haven't been winning games, and we're right. teetering on the edge <laughs> of a playoff spot. Right. And that that pride and that hubris, it, it needs to go because we need to win games. And I think they started to realize that as it started to get in. We saw it last week. They realized we, we got to start winning games, and it's, it, it's time to s- stop messing around. So right. I'm praying and I'm hoping – Dumb's going to miss Pittsburgh, but he comes back against Dallas, and then it's Cleveland, Jacksonville, New York Giants for the, the rest of the fantasy playoffs. So it should be wheels up from there. And if it ain't, then I'm not going to be a happy camper. I'll tell you how much.
0: And also throw Cleveland in there. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's at Cleveland. I think That always can be interesting. Um, all right. Also, let's also just look down the list here. Uh, you know, we've already talked about the big boys are still just clicking. No changes there at the top of the list. Middle of the pack, you know. We're seeing some Kirk Cousins every once in a while, not doing too that. Bad. Was the name that stood West.
1: out to me when All I was. All right, then him.
0: I'll let you go from there.
1: Well, it's I don't really have much of a pitch <laughs> or anything, or a buy, sell, hold, whatever. Right. I don't have any any suggestion what to do with him. It's just surprising to yeah. see him with these names. To see it go to Sean Watson, Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, and he did this last year too. He started really slow. He played really, really poorly especially from a fantasy perspective mm-hmm. through the first month of the season. But then he started to pick it up a little bit, and all the other you know weapons started to perform a little bit better. And you, you just look at the stat sheet. He didn't throw more than 27 attempts through the first four weeks. Then now he's been up 39, 36. game <laughs> of 14, 20, 36, 30. So the passing attempts have been up. He's thrown three passing touchdowns in four separate games, all since week three. And in the interceptions are have been completely erased. One interception in the past four games, as opposed to, if you look at the first six weeks, he threw one, three, two, zero, one, three interceptions. So he's just playing clean football. You know, they're moving the ball. They're holding the ball longer. It's just, it's good news. Hopefully right. he can keep it up. The playoff schedule's, uh it doesn't look too good. They got Tampa, Chicago, New Orleans. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Sure, the old – that's why I don't want to, want to make any suggestions out there. It's just – Yeah, right. You don't horrible. want to be,
0: like, uh, trading away, you know um, – Yeah. Shoshana but playing him, well but... right now. He is right. playing
1: well. You have to give credit where credit is due.
0: Right, right. And it could be the schedule. He certainly played some high-powered teams like Seattle. High-powered offense, terrible defense. Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, same. Detroit. You know, so those kind of games. So, But he yeah, played well
1: against them... Chicago, so that's where it kind of makes you – question about how well maybe he is playing well
0: right yeah Especially two, those two touchdowns
1: games. yeah
0: yeah
1: and they won that game against chicago so that, right. and that was a big game for them
0: right um it definitely other... looks
1: like he'll be back next year in 2021 though it looks like they're going to be committed to him for at least yeah. another year
0: at this yeah point. at this point i mean they don't have they I wouldn't be surprised if you see him draft a somebody in the draft that might be a future guy. But, yeah, I mean, at some point, he's going to have to be moving on, uh, onward and upward. Um, I guess the other guy, Tom Brady, seventh in total points, only 55% consistency. Uh, again, kind of has his moments. He has these great games and these bad games, and he's just kind of been up and down. Uh, when he's good, he's very good. When he's bad, yeah he's pretty bad so it, you know what are your thoughts is he moves forward towards these fantasy playoffs decent schedule i mean he's got a bye in week 13 that's always always hurts um especially if you're in a league where the where the the playoffs start in week 13 which i am in some of those um but he does have you know kansas city this week that should be i think a good shootout then he's got minnesota atlanta detroit and atlanta uh that's week 17 but still nice little uh Nice little schedule going into the playoffs. What are your What are your thoughts on Mr. Brady moving forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to tell. It's it's been a roller coaster ride. He's up, he's down. You know, he's in between. But you're right. I mean, it's tough if, if you play in one of those leagues with week thirteen playoffs. That's brutal. I would never want to play in one of those leagues. He's he's got to buy week thirteen. So
0: yeah, well, and I yeah. think. Uh,
1: didn't you, right. Isn't the Scott Fishbowl like that, too? I think a yes. lot of people were saying they passed on McCaffrey for Saquon yes. this year because of that, because of right. the Week 13 bye.
0: Yeah, Scott Fishbowl is definitely one of the big ones like that. I think... Uh, I and think I would like, want to
1: play in a league with <laughs> because I would want to play in the Scott Fishbowl. I wouldn't prefer it, though. If, if you can start a league, don't do Week Yeah, 13, I think some, a lot of As the big, big national
0: contests you. are that way. Because what they do is um, everybody plays everybody once, so then you play, you know, basically, you know, week twelve weeks. Uh, Was it
1: four week playoff?
0: Yeah, and then, well, actually, what they do is there's a a two week playoff. Wait a minute, there's a yeah week twelve you're done, and then no, I think you're done. You play everybody once, so that would be 11 games, right? Yeah, that's 11 games. So, yeah, so then the playoffs, If what happens is if you are the one of the top two teams in your division, then you play, or top four teams in the division, two play, like four plays one, two plays three for semifinals, then the league championship for your league is week 13. Then if you are one of those two, those two teams, then go into a super match, a super contest for weeks 14, 15, and 16 to win like the half million dollars. Oh,
1: so there's a prize too, huh?
0: Yeah, so basically how it works is uh, for the expensive leagues is like if you win your league, know. you win $1,500. Because you pay three hundred and fifty to get in. So if you win your league, you win fifteen hundred or maybe. If $2. I won
1: half a million dollars playing fantasy football, oh lord!
0: Nice. And then you go into the super contest to win the the big big money. Um, I've made that I think twice.
1: What would be the first thing you'd buy?
0: First thing I'd buy? Uh, wow. <laughs> no, first thing I would do. Put you on the first spot. <laughs> first thing I would do is pay off my kids' college debt. <laughs> So that I would probably, would I probably would, I probably wouldn't buy anything. <laughs> to be honest with you, I probably would put it into my IRA so I could retire, and you know, in ten years, like I want to, or maybe retire a few years earlier. Um, I don't think I'd go out. I'm not a, I'm not a. That's
1: boring. That's a boring answer. I one. know it
0: is a boring answer, but see, I'm 57. You're 25, <laughs> right? So <laughs> there's a big difference. <laughs> if I was your <laughs> age, I'd be buying myself a Tesla or you know some kind of badass sports car. Um, no,
1: i don't think i would. i don't think i would get anything material like that i would quit my job and i would i would invest in myself and try and go full time doing this there you go i would try and put it into my site and put it into you know mm-hmm. build building the brand
0: there you go yeah um and i'd probably donate a ton of money too that's kind of how i am um all right so let's move on to the uh unless you unless you got you got any more on the uh quarterback side
1: no there's not too much more to cover down there I don't
0: all think right. all right let's let's go to the running backs uh who's some of the guys on your on your list or on your in your head this week as you looked at the consistency reports through week uh eleven week ten week what we yeah week eleven uh week eleven and uh anybody in there that uh, you know just kind of you know kind of st- uh stuck out at you um
1: well there's some names I could talk about DeAndre Swift, who I who I love, and I'm hoping we we'll get back in, against Houston. But mm-hmm. I'm just I was looking at how Cleveland has two backs who have 67 or percent plus mm-hmm. consistency rating with Chubb at four out of six, and then Kareem Hunt is seven out of ten, seventy percent. Mm-hmm. But another sneaky one that stands out to me: Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. Miles Gaskin at five for seven, seventy one percent, and then Salvan Ahmed. At two for three, 67% for him. And Mm -hmm. Ahmed, basically, the first game shouldn't even count because we didn't know we were getting No one was starting him that first game. I don't think the Miami Dolphins coaching staff even knew what they had. But after that first game, they cut Jordan Howard, and he's been good the past two weeks when people were actually starting him. So I would call that two for two for Ahmed. Yeah, good point. So this has been a consistent backfield. It hasn't had a lot of boom weeks, but Mm -hmm. they have been – very consistent in producing running back points on a weekly basis. So right. it's something to keep in mind this year, something to keep in mind next year as well. We're going to have to see, there could be a lot of movements and wide receivers added to that team, but it'll be interesting to to see how it plays out in the running backs. They bring in, because this is probably going to be a backfield that we're going to want to target again next year.
0: Right. As I say, if you want to kind of go with that scheme, let's talk about the Arizona duo of Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, 60 and 67 percent, 17th and 20th total points. You know, certainly some of it has been injury related where, you know, they've had to kind of fill in for each other. But really nice combo there as well. I think Arizona kind of sees how Cleveland did it last year with Hunt and and Chubb, and they're obviously doing it this year. Uh, You know, would probably would be better numbers if it wasn't for some of the injuries to Chubb. Uh, But, you know, I think teams are starting to see that, you know, this is something that, If you've got two solid backs, you can use them in, you know, in some kind of, uh, you know, not not necessarily committee because sometimes they're both on the field, but, you know, just be able to interchange them and, and stay fresh and keep fresh legs out there while the defense is starting to wear down. So definitely a good call there.
1: Um, I, I want to talk about them just for a second, too, because okay. I was all over Kenyon Drake this offseason. Luckily, I, I paired back a little bit when he was in the walking boot right before the right. season, so I didn't end up with too many shares. But he's bounced back, and, you know, he's not. We kind of wanted to leave him for dead be, because we all overspent on him for, <laughs> uh, in drafts this year. But they've played well together the past two weeks, Edmonds and Kenyon Drake. It hasn't mm-hmm. been one coming at the expense of the other, really. And. The thing for Kenyon Drake that it's good to see is he had five targets and four receptions this past week against uh, Seattle four for 31 receiving. He hasn't had more than two targets in any game all year. And he had five this past week. So they're, they're finally switching it up and making it not, not so predictable. And that's mm-hmm. going to be good for the offense just in general, you know, when it, you don't know Kenyon Jake's going to run the ball when he comes into the game and, Hopefully they can continue to coexist, Drake and Edmonds, especially if they get them both the ball as receivers.
0: Right, Zeke. Excuse me, Zeke finally had a bounce back, which was nice. Um, Any thoughts on Zeke moving forward? Um,
1: I I have to check the schedule. I mean, I I don't really know if my. To be honest, I don't know if my thoughts on Zeke are relevant. Like, if you have Zeke, it's past the trade deadline, right? So he's stuck Probably. on your roster pretty much right. in basically every league. The only question is whether you bench him each week. And that that's a week-to-week question right now, right? Like, do all you right. play him against Washington? He didn't do well against Washington at all. The whole team didn't play well against Washington in Week 7. 12 for 45, no touchdowns, 1 for 6, 6 fantasy points. It, it wasn't good. So you can sit Zeke this week. Hopefully this offense is in better shape. He has Baltimore the week after. That's not thrilling, but Baltimore's uh, (coughs) run defense has been lacking the past two weeks, especially with Brandon Williams out and Kalei Campbell out. So it's not as scary as a matchup as it used to. But they've got Cincinnati week 14. So there's some good news if you have Zeke. There's some light at the end of the tunnel.
0: We're right, halfway right. towards the end of the test. You know, if you can that, get yeah. past
1: week fourteen with them, find something else after that. Same friend though. Week fifteen, Philadelphia. Week sixteen. Those aren't terrifying matchups either. So
0: right, right.
1: It's good if you held out and didn't sell low on Zeke. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had in a few leagues, and you know, one of them was Kings Classic, and I I left him in. so I got the win. I'm up to five and six. So you know, I've I've got a you know a, a slim shot at getting into the playoffs. There, I need everybody ahead of me to lose and. And me to win, but um, there's there's still some hope, but it's it's, you know, it, it getting dimmer by the day. So
1: I think I, the conversation with Zeke, though, just to finish up on that note, oh gosh, is it needs to be that Tony Pollard is still a mustache in redraft leagues because the offense has has bounced back a little bit. And mm-hmm. Pollard, I believe, I included him in in the column as well. Him and Cam Akers; right. those are the kind of guys who, if they Actually, we're getting a full workload. You would sh- slot them into your fantasy lineup, no question about it. So Zeke right. is performing again. Tony Pollard had a touchdown this past week. He needs to be owned because if Zeke misses a game, Pollard he could be a league winner.
0: Yeah, like I said, uh, it's it's one of those that's pretty tough. So I'm looking at the uh, division that I am five and six, and yes, um, there is four teams ahead of me at six and five. Four teams ahead of that at seven and four, so I'm two games out, you know, so uh, of that second place. So I mean, I only got to make the top six. Like I said, I need uh, I need some wins this week to get through. Uh, I don't even see. I'm gonna say I'll look at the schedule here, see how. Where is the schedule? Oh, there it is. Um, See if any I play any of these guys ahead of me. Hey, Bob, um,
1: there's always a chance until it's a, a 0% it's chance. Exactly. We, we've learned that by watching the Falcons many times this year.
0: Oh, so here's the sad part. i got to play my buddy, our, our buddy Colby Conway, <laughs> who writes for the site, and then Dom. So I don't think those two are. Is Colby ahead of me? No, he's not. Dom is. So, so <clears throat> never know. I mean, the good thing is is then hopefully some of these other teams are playing each other. They knock each other out. Yeah, yeah, we have a shot. I've made the playoffs the last couple of years in, in one, at least one of the leagues each year. So it's kind of always my goal to make the playoffs. Um, so anyway, all right. So let's move on to the wide receiver position. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, like I said, it's been a very solid year for wide receivers. If there's one thing that I feel like really there are too many big receivers have let us down this year i mean julio jones is only 63 percent, but he's been semi-injured and and that hasn't been great i mean outside of that maybe dj dj Moore has been kind of a let down he was certainly a top 15 uh wide receiver pick uh odell beckham i gave up on him i didn't pick him in any league anyway um
1: michael so, thomas but that was injured, michael
0: thomas is the injury i never i never beat down somebody for an injury yeah. um you know, I give him a benefit of the doubt, but uh, you know, it's, it's really more from underperformance, whether it's the player, whether it's the team around him. And in DJ Moore's case, it's kind of a little bit of both. Cooper
1: Cup um, was in that conversation until he lat, lat, this uh, last right. night's game against Tampa Bay. Kind of, he had another good game against Miami a couple weeks ago, but he had a really slow start to the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he, you know, he's up to 16th now, total points, 70%. So, you know, he's back in there, you know, if he, Puts it puts even a a nice end of the season. He could easily get up to the 80%. And, you know, that's what we want. We just want him to be there. Um, I was talking. I was on a podcast last night with the fantasy typhoon um, out there on Twitter. So make sure you follow him. Good guy. Uh, We were talking about the wide receivers. And, you know, I said, here's why I know that this is 2020. And it's not a typical year. It's not a standard year. Two reasons. Number one, Amari Cooper is at eighty percent consistency. I was just looking at that too. (laughs) Never has happened in his career has he been over sixty five percent? He's currently at at eighty. But I think that says something.
1: Even missing Dak half of those games,
0: yeah, and he's yeah, right, exactly. But here's the one that to me, I, I haven't looked this up, but I'm pretty sure somewhere in the Book of Revelations. That the end of the world is coming When Will Fuller plays all 16 games In one season And right now he's on pace So if you haven't been to church Lately you've got about <laughs> Five more weeks Get there <laughs> Save your soul Because Will Fuller hasn't got hurt yet If he does get hurt All, all bets are off all right? <laughs> So we've got some time Every week I keep waiting for this to happen Cause I didn't draft him. I hate drafting. I've drafted him. I've been burned too many times, you know, yeah, this guy's got it. Showed a little consistency at the end of the last, you know, end of this year, that year, whatever year. Yeah. Pick him up. He's had these big games every year, you know, looks like he'll be hot for a while gets hurt, miss half the season. So like I said, that's why I know this is this 2020 is just completely off the charts when Will Fuller is, when, when Amari Cooper is actually consistent and Will Fuller is actually not hurt, you know that it's been a weird year um, and a half. Um, you know, some other guys up there that I, you know, I've always been a fan of Keenan Allen. Always okay. been one of my very consistent guys I draft every year. Not Number a,
1: three right now. Yeah, doesn't point. always
0: get a lot of love. But Whew. this year is unbelievable. And why? Justin Herbert. I mean, you know, nobody uh, I I was even a little concerned with Tyrod Taylor going, "Ah," you know, but he's the only guy they got. They'll have to throw it to him. He'll still get 10 catches for 50 yards, but he'll get 10 catches, for 50 yards, gets his 15 points. But with Herbert, I mean, they're spreading the ball around. He's getting balls, You know, he's getting yards. He's getting touchdowns. He's getting all of this. So, yeah, when I saw the third total points, like, holy cow, what a year, Um, you know, and he's not a young chicken anymore either. So. That's that's even more amazing. So uh really, you know, putting it together nicely. AJ Brown's really had a nice comeback. He started off very slow uh beginning of the year with with Tannehill. He's coming. I want to jump
1: in there. I wanna He's jump still- in there because I was looking at the other Tennessee wide receiver and he was the guy right above Keenan yeah. Allen, Corey Davis. He's been more consistent than AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Six for eight for AJ Brown, Corey Davis, seven for eight, seven yeah. for eight, and he had that one dud. And it was a complete, I think it was a bagel, an ofer.
0: Yeah. And
1: it, it was like everybody lost, just gave up on all of the momentum and the optimism that we <laughs> had gained from him. Well, and it's, I, it's crazy I, how, how much people want to write, write him off again just because of having been burned before. And it's like. Right.
0: So I'm thinking about creating a new, so every year I do the consistency awards. Uh, at the end of the year, who's the most consistent? You know, who's the surprise player? Blah blah blah. I think I'm going to create a new award this year just for wide receivers, and I'm going to call it the Devonte Parker Memorial Award. <laughs> we wrote Devonte Parker off for dead every year after year after year, and said, "Don't do it. He can't. He's not." You know. And last year, Devonte Parker puts it all together for a year, comes back from the dead. Looks like, you know, and he hasn't he isn't having a great year. I mean sixty percent, that's respectable. He's a he's a wide receiver three. So I mean, and that's what I would expect. Out he's of
1: he's he's I would say he's overperformed from the draft capital you invested in Devon, Devonte Parker.
0: Well, he was
1: it, yeah, you didn't have to, taking in the right. seventh and eighth rounds right. of drafts.
0: Right, because nobody believed he could do it again. Nobody yeah,
1: nobody wanted to invest in this guy.
0: So like I said, here's Corey Davis definitely on the verge of winning the first annual well second annual Devonte parker memorial Award, um and i think i'm gonna put, do it every year because i think that's what we're looking for is that guy that you know who do who could we give up you know who's gonna be next year's guy we're gonna give up on we're like you know what every year we just want this guy to break out and he's just not doing it and i don't know who that's going to be heading into next year or from this year or whatever um maybe it's darius slayton maybe it's uh christian oh Christian no, Kirk. Don't,
1: don't be putting Slayton. It's way too early. Slayton has okay. not been. Let's put Christian brangle. Kirk.
0: Christian Kirk will be our next year guy. That's another guy every Kirk's been year.
1: good. You can't be. Kirk has what? been pretty good this
0: year. He's, he's 44% consistent. Yes, he is. All right. I'll, he is in total points in the top 36. But still, 44% consistency isn't getting it done. I mean, Devontae Parker used to score points, but he never would put any consistency together. So maybe Kirk will be our next year guy that will will
1: Kirk was over three the first three weeks. <laughs> and since then he's been okay. 10 fantasy points, 12, 22, 20, 25, 6, 9. All right. six well, and nine aren't, aren't great. Those didn't make the threshold, but six maybe targets, six Kirk, targets.
0: Kirk, He's coming Kirk. around. He's, he's coming, coming around. around. So see, maybe we can look at that and we'll go into next year and go, Christian Kirk is going to be the Vontae Parker Memorial winner this year. <laughs> make sure you pick him. He's your wide receiver three, so you have him. Um, anyway, so no, uh, it, it's, it's people
1: got to be burned more than that. You got to be talking like
0: Nikhil Harry or something uh, like that. Yeah, Next well, year,
1: you'll be like, What Nikhil Harry broke <laughs> out? What the heck are you talking about?
0: Yeah, um, no, like you said, well, and you know, there's guys That's like not
1: Mike, a Harry Mike
0: Williams is another guy that every year everybody wants to believe is going to break out from under Keenan Allen and never seems to either. So we'll see.
1: weird. Like you could almost argue he has this year, but you could just as easily argue he hasn't. Because again, he had a couple injuries. Right. It's just the consistency, but he's he's booming for sure this year with Justin Herbert he just needs to
0: well and I think we can trust him. We still see the progress, you know, once they spend a year together. I mean Keenan Allen's a seasoned veteran. He's he knows you know, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's done this many, many times with people. Um, I feel like Mike Williams, if he continues to grow at the end of this year, that's definitely a guy that I think with Herbert will move forward very well. But, but Williams is in what is 50 or now? I mean, he's not, you know, I mean, he's still quote young, but he's not 22 either 23. So, all right, let's move on to the tight end position. If, unless you got some more at wide receiver, um, the man, the legend, continues to just to ramp, you know, roll forward. He's now uh, 56 points ahead of Darren Waller, who's still looking good. Looked good the other night against Kansas City. Sorry, I had to swallow because it started to dry
1: out. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to breathe there, Bob. That's an important part the of the breathing
0: The breathing's all, all involuntary involunt- anyway <laughs> at this point because my nose is all stuffed. Um Darren Waller, nice, really great night the other night. Um, just looks so good. I, I, I'm always shocked when he's only seventy percent consistent. It's like, how does he not earn a clutch game every day? Because he's always wide open. He's burning every linebacker. They move him around so much. Uh, he's second in total points. Uh, definitely, you know, definitely won't be ahead of Kittle next year, but he will definitely be the number three guy on the list, probably on everybody's um, list next year. Uh, Anybody in there that, you know, seems to be kind of moving slowly up or kind of, you know, making other than Hawkinson being the big surprise at 90% uh, looking good, you know, from your perspective?
1: Yeah, nine out of 10 for Hawkinson. That's that's great. He's been reliable. He's been one of the few guys who hasn't given their their owners headaches this year.
0: Yeah, (laughs) just
1: about everyone other than Waller, Kelsey and Hawkinson has given you a headache at one point or another this year. But guys who are trending up to me, I think it's got to be a guy who I was talking about a little bit earlier in the week, and that's Hunter Henry.
0: Right.
1: It goes back to the Justin Herbert effect, right? Like, right. Grab anything attached to Justin Herbert, anything you can. Mike Williams, right. Hunter Henry, Kalen Balaj. Like, we were yeah. grabbing onto Josh Kelly at one point. Like anything that is remotely close to, to Justin Herbert is is in a good situation and Hunter Henry is no scrub. He is no scrub whatsoever. He was drafted Mm-mm. 35th overall, came into the league highly regarded. It's always been health. Right. It's always been health-related Hunter Henry, and he's been healthy this year. He has not had a like a single ceiling game this year. He he hasn't gone above 15 fantasy points in a single game, but right. the floor has been consistent and I get and I think this year more than anything, it's probably the floor guys who are a lot more valuable than the booms because you don't Mm -hmm. know when the booms are coming. You don't know which guy to start and it's hard capturing those booms. So having these guys who have that floor and just plug in and get the consistent points every single week in Hunter Henry, he has four targets in every single game this year. He has four plus receptions in eight out of 10. And the problem was early in the year, he was just getting the touchdown sniped through the first half of the season through eight games. He had one touchdown. Right. Donald Parham and Virgil Green, they had three. If he gave <laughs> right. those three touchdowns to Hunter Henry, he, people would have been thrilled.
0: Right, he'd be in the they'd top five. Right?
1: Yeah, they'd be thrilled about what they've gotten out of him right now. But because those were stolen by Virgil Green and Donald Parham, he's kind of got flew under the radar, had a little bit of a dip in the middle of the season against Jacksonville, Denver, Las Vegas. Didn't go above 7.3 points in any of those games. But he's had a touchdown each of the past two weeks. You know, you got to assume – Eventually he's gonna capture more of those touchdowns than the 75% of them that were going to par, par him and green before. So sure. and then he's got Atlanta, week 14. So Las Vegas oh, right. 15, yeah. Denver 16. He's got a good playoff schedule. He he's a buy all around in every format. Your your trade deadline's probably passed, but in dynasty formats, if you can still get him, this this is probably the lowest his price is gonna be at over, over the next few years. So if you want him now it's time to get him.
0: Definitely, definitely. All right. So I don't want to end on a bad note, but let's talk about your Baltimore boy. Number three in total points. He was a high draft pick for everybody, but fifty percent consistency. Just brutal. Is it just hey, that's just the way Baltimore's been because every rest you know, that's way Lamar Jackson is. What is different with Mark Andrews? Is it just the offense that we talked about earlier? Or is there something else with Andrews that's not getting him the ball consistently enough?
1: Well, you don't want to end on bad news. That's a good thing because it's no longer bad news for okay, Mark Andrews, could. right? Like good. it's good news. Seven for sixty-one against New England two weeks ago, five for ninety-six and a touchdown against Cincinnati. He got back in the end zone. He was on right. a four-game drought; hadn't been in the end zone since Week Five against Cincinnati, and he right. just he needed to to smell smell the the end zone again. <laughs> and it, it's good. He hasn't performed well against Pittsburgh in the past, so. Right. I'm not thrilled about this Thanksgiving Day matchup, but he's he's in your starting lineup. You don't have a choice. And crazy thing, crazy things have happened on Thanksgiving, so who knows? Maybe he gets another touchdown. So especially with the running backs out, we're get, we're gonna need him to have a good game. But right. after that, it's smooth sailing. It's Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants—the last four games of the fantasy fantasy season. So
0: Perfect. It's yeah.
1: it's all good news for Mark Andrews heading on out.
0: I figured you could twist that into some good news. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: I, I, I do that a lot with my Ravens. I got to find ways to keep it. Popular. Yeah.
0: Well, I've been a Browns fan. I've, I've kind of gave up after a while, but, <laughs> uh, but Hey, they're looking good this year. They're not winning pretty, but a win's a win. You know, we'll take it. Um, What's your
1: prediction for the season finish. Where do they end?
0: Um, I mean, what they're seven and three now, right? Or seven and three, eight and three. Um, <laughs> Seven and three, right? Jeez, see how much I can see. This is why I don't pay attention to my own team. All right, I got to look. Are they seven and three? Are they seven and three? Yep, they're seven. And okay, three. they're seven and three. I, I mean... my
1: Ravens at six and four. Ouch.
0: Yeah, well, I that was you know the kind of thing that kind of shined this past week when I heard we moved ahead of the Ravens in the division. Oh.
1: Um, when was the last I mean... time that happened? Yeah,
0: it's been a long, long time. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> there was a year we made the playoffs with uh, some scab quarterback. I can't remember who it was. So anyway, you're
1: expecting a playoff appearance this year. Right? So- I
0: am expecting a playoff appearance. Yes. Um, you know, they're going to lose to Baltimore. Let's see what do they got left. They, uh, so they got uh, Tennessee this week or well, they're at Tennessee. That could be, that could be troublesome. Um We'll see. I don't know. They they seem to do pretty well against running teams, so they might be able to shut them down. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a slugfest. I think a lot of it's gonna depend on whether you know the Baltimore game. I gotta say that's gonna be a loss. I feel like Baltimore is gonna start you know kicking it up a notch, realizing they're behind. Um, so if they can beat Tennessee. They got Jacksonville both.
1: first this week, so that that
0: should be. Oh, it. that's right. I'm sorry, we got Jacksonville, so we assume that's a win. Um, Tennessee, we hope for a win, so that would make them nine and three. That would be shocking. They're going to blow but either one
1: way. Even those. if you say they lose to Tennessee and Baltimore. let's say they lose to Tennessee, Kate, so Jackson. now they're
0: all right. So now they're eight and four. Baltimore, they lose, they go to eight and five. But then they have the Giants and the Jets back to back. So at least so. nine and seven. Right. So now you're nine and seven. You know, yeah, I got to believe nine and seven. They probably, um, you know, lose to Pittsburgh at home. But you never know if Pittsburgh has, a, has, has clinched. I mean, remember, they're undefeated. If they have a first round bye,
1: you think Pittsburgh will play for the undefeated? You think they'll rest their
0: starters? Well, that, that'll be the thing. So if Pittsburgh loses, which, of course, if they lose, then Kansas City's nine and one. I think a lot of it will de- depend on you know where they're at. It could be also one of those things where, let's say that you know they're fifteen, you know they're fourteen and two. Kansas City's fifteen and one. You know they can't move up or move down. I could see them saving guys like Ben and some of those guys for the playoffs. I mean. You know, to like, me, though,
1: my, I I could be wrong. I right. don't know. Mike Tomlin just seems like the kind of guy who Probably would, would leave mean. it up to his players. Right. And I feel like the players would want to play for the perfect season. So it right. makes me think they would play.
0: Yeah, if it's for a perfect season, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to turn that down. But, um, you know, and, and like you said, I I mean, they certainly have the potential to do it. Who they got? They got, well, they got Baltimore. I, I think. The odds
1: are against them. The, the odds are yeah. so
0: against them. I mean, they got Baltimore. I mean, at Buffalo could. Be I really tough. hope
1: Baltimore gets the win. We need this win this week,
0: right? Even Indy's not not a pushover. Yeah, I mean, Indy's got a tough defense. Um, they can bring they can bring a lot of pressure on Big Ben. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't think they go undefeated. That's to me, it's pretty damn close to impossible. But um, you never know. I mean, they had an easy schedule because last year they sucked because of Ben being out all year. So you know they've had some nice bonuses there, but. And the same way with the Browns. I mean, you know, playing guy teams like the Jains and the Jets and, the, you know, the Jacksonville and some of these, that, that helps a lot. And where the Ravens had a first place schedule. So, you know, that's the way it goes. <laughs> but it'll be interesting. i like to see all three. I'd like to see all three of the teams make the playoffs. It would be fun. It's looking like it's quite quite possible. Certainly quite possible. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Well, David, thanks again for being on here and, and joining us. Why don't you, to everybody about your article that's up there right now, what else you're doing and uh, where they can find you.
1: Yeah, I think uh, my my pitch, if you want to check out the article, is basically it's just some more Jalen Hurts propaganda, which I've been pumping out consistently <laughs> the past couple of days. So if you want to check it out, get, get, get in your uh, Jalen Hurts hype mood, I, I can help you out with that. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, the username is at guru fantasy world, no O and world W R L D.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, David, for being here, as always. And uh, everybody, you can find me, of course, Bob underscore Lung on Twitter and at Big Guy Fantasy Sports. For all the articles, we'll certainly have all of the Week 11 uh, reviews up this week. And, of course, this weekend, Consistently Cashing will be coming your way with Colby and Ron, as well as our Prop Bet Consistency Report um, and podcast this weekend. Uh, Ron, those guys killed it this week. I think they won both their Fan Duels and DraftKings, so great week for them. So make sure you follow them and win some cash. So everybody else, have a great Thanksgiving. Give lots of thanks. Stay safe. Don't catch COVID like I did. Everybody, (laughs) we'll talk to you soon. Take care. God bless. We're out.